traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians from around the world and all breeds, all disciplines. This is Scott Miller, the founder of IENTV.org. Um, we're doing really good here now. Our website's really going good. Uh, we got a lot of horses coming into South Florida now for the winter, so it's getting exciting and everything. And we're going to start off today by talking about uh, the Kentucky Derby. I know it's um, you know a little over five months away, but it's important that um, we start following these horses as they go along. Um, it all started out back on September 18, 2021, with the Iroquois Stakes at Churchill Downs. Um, yeah, that started kind of off the road to the Kentucky Derby that we're following on how they get there. And so we started looking at um, uh, the races now. They're getting really important. I mean, all the races leading up to this are important, but now we're getting down to uh, weeding out a lot of the horses and everything, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, our next race that we have coming up, um, which will be December 15th, it's in Kawasaki, Japan. It's a Zen Nippon uh, stake race um, for three-year-olds. Um, and that, that's not, not that we're going to get any horses from Japan over here to run. It's not impossible, but, you know, it's, it could happen. Um, but that's one of their prep races to get them ready to uh, decide whether they're going to come to the States and not uh, run. And then here in the States, um, on December 17th, uh, we had the Springboard Mile uh, from Remington Park. Um, this is a good uh, good race. Um, you find out what kind of horse you have in a springboard mile um, because it's a heavy competition, good competition uh, that they're going to have going a mile, and um, you, you'll just find out what kind of horse you have, absolutely have, uh, you know, in a race like that. Uh, if he comes out all, uh, out of it okay, um, there's several races down the road that, uh, you know, that they can look at. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that comes out. I always liked the Remsen um, at Aqueduct. That was a good race this year. But uh, the Springboard Mile uh, tells me about what kind of horses they have in the Midwest and um, whether somebody's going to pop up out of the Midwest, you know, to come to the Derby uh, in 2022. Um, then on December 18th, we had the Los Alamitos um, Futurity from Los Alamitos in New Mexico, and um, it's um, uh, it's a good race. Um, you know, uh, sometimes we see a lot of Bob Baffert horses out there, um, which we're trying, and unfortunately uh, this year, uh, Bob will not be able to participate in the Kentucky Derby due to uh, sanctions and um, legal uh, uh, issues that they have over um, uh, the Medina spirit. Um, in the Derby, uh, which unfortunately, Medina Spirit died last Monday on the racetrack at Santa Anita. Uh, uh, preliminary um, information said it was a heart attack that uh, that he uh, suffered on the track in training. So, um, you know, we won't see any Bob horses uh, um, in the Derby this year, like I said, because of uh, legal, you know, issues and that type of thing. And uh, but Los Alamitos, uh, it's produced a couple of uh, horses uh, every now and then in the Derby, but um, I really don't expect much to come out of there this year. Um, December 26th, we have the Gunrunner from the Fairground, um, which is a great uh, prep race uh, for um, the Fairgrounds there, and it sets it sets you up for the uh, um, uh, Louisiana Derby on January 26th. And so, you know, you're kind of looking at, uh, you know, uh, a little bit um, uh, distance in between. Two, I mean, January 22nd. Sorry about that. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the gun runner and who goes into the uh, Louisiana Derby on the January 22nd. Um, so that'll be interesting. Then, then what, what I like is um, on January 1st, they got the Smarty Jones. On January 1st, they got the um, uh, Jerome from Aqueduct. 
Smarty Jones from Oakland. Um, and so I, what I like about these two races, it's kind of set the tempo for horses coming in for the Kentucky Derby in 2022. Um, it, it gets them on the right uh, calendar basis. Uh, you run the first of January, you can run back again in February. Uh, you could actually come back uh, in February to um, the uh, Holy Bull Stakes at Gulfstream or the Robert B. Lewis at Santa Anita or the Sam F. Davis at uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of sets you up for um, that that pattern of every four or five weeks running to the Kentucky Derby. Um, if you run on January 1st and you got four or five weeks, you're looking at the first week of sep- uh, February. Um, then after that, uh, you know, you're looking at another four or five weeks. So you're looking at the 1st of March. And then uh, in March, uh, you're looking at... Um, uh, something uh, along the line uh, in the March, uh, into April, but a little bit into April, but not not you know anything definite for sure. But um, you know it kind of sets you up on that pattern and gets your horse into uh, uh, running every four or five weeks and uh, getting in condition, getting him tightened up to go. So that's what I like about the first of January. There's a lot of good races, and it just kind of really starts the ball rolling then and everything. Yeah. Then we have um, uh, January 29th, we got the Southwest Stakes from Oakland, which is a good test um, uh, race uh, for um, the uh, uh, races that they're going to have at, at Oakland, uh, you know, for the different horses uh, of all ages. Uh, it gets them ready for the Rebel Stakes at Oakland on February 26th. But, you know, what I like about Oakland, is Oakland's got a, a race meet that's second to none. They race a lot of horses there, a lot of different um, distances, uh, stake races, allowance races. You got a good meet there in Oakland. It's a great, fabulous meet to go to. And that's what I say, uh, you know, about the Smarty Jones on January 1st. It sets them right up for, uh, you know, them to uh, run in the Southwest, which is on January 29th. And, um, you know, that's kind of running on back kind of close, but, you know, pretty much on mind of what you want to do, do with them, uh, you know, there. Um, so it's a, an exciting time. Uh, we've got a lot of good races coming up here, um, in the next, uh, uh, few months. Uh, every Saturday is going to be a big race day. So tune in with us to find out exactly what's going on and, you know, where it's going on at and, uh, you know, we'll be able to tell you here every week here at uh, IEN. Um, and we'll have some videos and we'll have uh, some um, uh, um, analysts uh, come in, uh, some track announcers and handicappers from the different tracks to let us know what is exactly going on, um, you know, with the, with the uh, derby prep races uh, for their track. So we'll be coming for, to you from Aqueduct. We'll be coming to you from... Um, Oakland, uh, uh, the fairgrounds in Louisiana, uh, Santa Anita. Uh, we'll be coming to you from a lot of different tracks with a lot of insight on everything that's going on, uh, you know, on the road to the Kentucky Derby on how they get there. Uh, we'll be talking to trainers and jockeys and uh, you name it, uh, we're going to be there uh, to do it. Um, you know, that, that's our whole point of what we're doing here is to start getting into um, uh, on air interviews and get me off, off there, uh, pretty much. So, what I'm going to try to do here. So, uh, it's going to be exciting, you know, next few months. Uh, we got a lot of uh, sh- horse shows coming up uh, in Wellington every week, uh, Florida. Uh, just unbelievable some of the uh, um, things that we've got coming up here at uh, uh, Wellington, you know, for, for the month of January. Um, so, you know, it's kind of exciting, uh, what we're doing here, um, at IEN. Uh, one of the new things that we added, uh, this week, uh, to our, uh, website is we got a, a weekly, um, uh, program on full-time RVing from the beginnings, uh, of RVing to, uh, you know, what all you need to know. So, but if you go there, we got a, the first week of full-time RV. Uh, on IEN. Uh, it's a great little 30-minute uh, program that you'd like and enjoy and then uh, just see what happens, you know, there with that. 
then we got um, quite a few other things that we're uh, looking for. Um, we're, we're looking for uh, an equestrian of the week. Uh, uh, we want you to call in uh, to our 323-744-4831 number and let us know who your equestrian of the week is. Um, you know, it, it's... Uh, uh, I'm here in South Florida, and I only see pretty much the ones that are around, and then, you know, I see the ones that are on, like, um, you know, YouTube and other networks, you know, that we see. But I'd, I'd like to, uh, you know, get a firsthand uh, call in uh, for somebody for a question of the week. And um, for the first person that calls in to a question of the week, uh, I'll give away a free one-year uh, $99 value uh, to shipgroceries.com. They deliver anywhere in the United States. And so you call in uh, today, and, um, you know, we'll we'll be glad to get you that, uh, that membership. Um, then the next thing that uh, I want to talk about is the equine business of the week. Um, this is very important to me because uh, the equestrians need so many different things. And uh, when you talk about equine business of the week, it could be a, a sales company, it could be a tax shop, um, it could be a veterinarian uh, facility, uh, you know, it could be a showgrounds. Uh, it could be just literally anything in the equestrian business. And, and that's what we're trying to do is get all the information that we can out to equestrians all over the world. Um, you know, that, that's, that's our main goal. That's our mission statement here at IEN is to get as much information, no matter how small, no matter how big, and no matter where it's located in the world. We want to talk about your business, and you just call us at um, 323-744-4831, and we'll be glad to uh, interview you, uh, uh, take in videos, and, and let the equestrian world know about your business and where you're located at, and how to contact you. Uh, that's our equine business of the week. Uh, right now we have Westgate Ranch um, that's on, uh, on our business of the week. It's a dude ranch uh, horse facility uh, here in South Florida. It makes for a great week, and you can do a little bit of everything from camping and barbecuing to um, they have Saturday night rodeos and um, you know, they just literally have everything from tent camping all the way up to, you know, the hotel and everything. But that's a West, Westgate Ranch uh, here in South Florida, you know. And then um, one of the things that, that I like um, here, it's very interesting to me, is uh, Farm of the Week. And on Farm of the Week, um, we like to go to all different breeds, uh, from the standard breads and thoroughbreds that you hear mostly about on television and IEN, um, we want to go to some of the smaller show horse farms. Um, we, we would like to get some people on there uh, that only have one or two horses, but they show all the time. Um, you know, we'd like to get on the big farms that are commercial operation and um, find out exactly how they make their money, uh, how they run a commercial operation with uh, breeding and training and selling and, um, you know, the whole nine yards in, uh, for the thoroughbred industry. But um, we, we don't care how big or small your farm is. We would like to have you uh, call us and uh, for Farm of the Week and um, send us video uh, at, um, uh, at our email address here in, in South Florida. Uh, you can send it in to um, ienequinetv at gmail.com. That's ienequinetv at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be glad to respond to you as quickly as possible and get you on our um, uh, Farm of the Week program uh, and do that. Uh, you know, so. And then the other thing, too, that you, you can also get a hold of us on, um, email or phone, give us a phone call, 561 one two seven two is our movie of the week. It's a great family entertainment uh, thing that we offer here at IEN. And uh, this uh, week uh, we have Rodeo Girl, which we've had on for two weeks because we had a lot of people asking about it and everything. But call in with your favorite mo movie and let us know, um, you know, uh, what you'd like to see, and uh, we'll get it up and we'll put it up on our uh, website. And then that way, uh, all the questions from around the world can take a look at it. Um, you know, that type of thing. Um, now, 
we, we started getting into uh, eventually after the last year of experimenting and working with some different things um, here at IEN, we're going to uh, start with our weekly programming. And we're going to have a at the wire, which is all about thoroughbreds, and it goes to just about literally every track in the country. Uh, you know, it's your link to whatever track you need to, you know, to get to and everything. So, um, you know, that, that's uh, one of the programs that we're going to have uh, on is at the wire thoroughbred. And um, it's exciting because uh, you can get click onto our link there and you'll be able to go to any track in the country. Um, we're working out a couple of things with uh, some providers of that. And right now it looks like that we're going to go with twinspires.com. Uh, they seem to be covering everything, and and um, you can actually wager on the site. Uh, you can do a lot of things there. Uh, they got a lot of programming that's really good, so that's going to be our staple is um, at the wire, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be partnered with, with uh, um, uh, Fires Farm, uh, .com. You know, uh, So we'll do that at, at the wire for thoroughbreds. And we've got Chuck Wagon. Uh, Chuck Wagon is, is really interesting, though. We have four dump-and-go crockpot uh, breakfasts on here now. And um, if you go to that, it'll tell you how to do it, what all you need uh, uh, in your RV to do it with. Uh, and it's really nice for when you're on the road because you can get a good uh, home-cooked meal, you know, that's fresh and not, uh, you know, a takeout or, you know, a drive-through type thing. It's something you can do right there uh at your RV, at the campgrounds, uh, uh, at the showgrounds, at the uh, thoroughbred tracks, uh, at the sales, uh, you know, wherever you can get your RV in and, you can, you know, you can cook. Um, we even have some people that in Lexington have been um, uh, overnighting at uh, the Walmart parking lot. So, uh, Walmart's got all the food necessities that you need and items that you need for, uh, you know, a good breakfast to start off your day. And then... Um, other things that we're going to have on there, too, we're going to have quick lunches on there, how to make a quick lunch for when you're on race day or show day or sale day. You know, do that. And then uh, uh, we'll also have a, a good set-down meal at nighttime uh, that we'll have on here for when you finish your day up and um, you go back to your RV and get ready for the next day. And uh, you can actually uh, have your crock pots and your slow cookers uh you know, all set up so that you can uh, go in and eat, um, you know, a good meal, good home-cooked meal at nighttime. And, of course, we can't uh, uh, forget our Cosair uh, uh, air fryers. Um, you know, in four or five minutes' time, you can have uh, steaks that are done, uh, chicken, uh, fried chicken, and um, all kinds of things. It's a great um, utensil to have in, in your RV. So you're not missing anything from home. You have it all there with you. It's just a matter of putting it together, getting a plan and putting it together um, and doing that. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, you can even go out and uh, tailgate uh, on our program that we're going to have. It's called Chucker. It's about uh, international and domestic polo uh, that we'll have. There'll be live races, uh, live polo matches. Uh, with interviews and uh, trainers and um, different uh, countries that we'll be going to on uh, on Chucker. We'll be doing domestic and international polo uh, matches. And very interesting polo. Um, it's uh, very unique, uh, very different. Uh, it's um, something that uh, you don't see a lot of here in the United States, with the exception of uh, places like Florida and New York in the summer. Uh, Maryland, uh, South Carolina, uh, sometimes California. Um, you don't uh, you don't see uh, that many polo fields around, but uh, they're there. And if you come to our website, you'll be able to click on globalpolo.com and find out where the next match is going to be and if it's close to you or not. Uh, then the um, thing that really started me out in the in this programming um, was. Um, a show that I did many years ago from Freehold Raceway uh, with Steve Wolf and Ellie Sarama. Um, it's called Flying Turns, and it's about the uh, uh, standard rate industry, both domestic and international. 
Um, it, it, the standard bread industry is struggling right now. Uh, they've got they got uh, several tracks like Pompano that uh, this is their last season in Pompano here in Florida. Um, so that's going to be uh, leave us with uh, no tracks, uh, standard bread tracks for racing here in Florida, which hopefully um, the standard bread uh, industry can get corrected over the well, you know over the next uh, year or two. Um, but on the other hand. Uh, there's two uh, uh, two new racetracks, uh, standard red tracks in Kentucky. Um, one of them is um, uh, Oak Grove. Uh, it's close to a um, uh, military base there. Uh, and, and, you know, they got 35,000 troops there, and they pretty much have a good crowd, you know, there all the time. They're expanded. And in fact, uh, uh, the problem that they're having now is getting caught up on a uh, building. Um, you know, the track, uh, the barns and the, the grandstands and everything that they need. But they got two new tracks in Kentucky, and uh, they all seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, for example, uh, a lot of you people don't know about, like, the purse structures and things like that at the different tracks, which we'll go into at a later date. But um, on flying turns, the, the tracks in Kentucky are running um, uh, standard breads that, normally can run literally every week because of their conditioning and their breed. Um, but they're running for $6,000 purses for $6,000 claiming tag. And um, Oak Grove has told me that uh, they're going to open back up in May of next year, and they're going to offer even larger purse money and a large, uh, better races, uh, more stake race. So, um, you know, that's on flying turns. Um, you know, you need to go to it, take a look at it, and I see exactly what uh, the standard bread industry is all about. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. And um, the next thing we're going to is our international equine report. Um, what we would like to do here is we would like to have uh, uh, statistics and uh, uh, race results and show results from uh, different facilities around the world. Um, what we'd like to do is have... Uh, you know, if you're at a racetrack, let's say in Canada, uh, you know, give us a call. Uh, let us run our video uh, for you. Let us run uh, your um, pre-race show or your race show. Uh, you know, we can even run uh, your races live, um, you know, uh, on our website. And I'm not saying that we've got a lot of people that are listening or, you know, that will be watching. But the thing of it is, is exposure. Uh, you got to get your product out there. And I don't care whether it's a... Uh, it's a little small section in a in a small town newspaper, or whether it's in the New York Times or the Washington Post. Um, you need to get your information about um, you know your equine uh, endeavors uh, out to the public. And um, uh, many of small newspapers and many of uh, small TV programs have created a huge industry. Uh, here for us, such as the Kentucky Derby, the Triple Crown, and the Breeders' Cup on NBC. Um, you know, that started out with a lot of local stations and condensed into, you know, a series of races and and so forth, and that's what uh, we're trying to do here. So on the International Equine Report, um, you know, call us with the results of your shows or your racing or uh, your uh, pre-race show, your actually racing show, uh, or your... Uh, um, uh, equine show. Uh, just let us know what all's there. You know, and uh, we'll be glad to uh, post it up on our website. Uh, I can guarantee you that it'll be on our website for at least a week. And, uh, you know, so if you send us that information, uh, it'll be there for a week, and then you can get with your PR people and uh, let them know that uh, if they want to see these different things, not only can they see them at your website, but they can also go to uh, IEN to see it. So that's one of the things that we're trying to do here. It's all free. Uh, you know, it's free. We just need the content so that we can develop our programs into regular 30-minute weekly programs on BBS, uh, radio, and TV, uh, that type of thing. So that's what we're trying to do there. And then uh, uh, we have Quest for Equine Gold. And this is a, a really exciting programming. Um, on December 10th, 2021, we had the Longines um, FEI Jumping World Cup. And uh, let me tell you, it was, it was from Europe. And um, this, this is a series of races that go all across the country um, that uh, uh, 
as part of the launching uh, FEI jumping um, uh, programming. Uh, it's really a great sport to watch, especially when it's coming from like France and Europe. Um, the French and the European horses uh, seem to be a little, a little bit ahead of the game uh, than we are here in the United States. And the reason I say that is, is because um, they're more, um, they have more shows, they have more competitions, uh, they have a lot of things over there that uh, they can take advantage of at school or horses and get them ready for international competition. And uh, the weather's pretty decent over there for them year-round. So, you know, they, they very rarely have uh, weather issues. But, um, you know, it's really good. And not to sell our uh, Americans short, uh, we got one of the best uh, riding, uh, jumping, and show teams in the country. We have Florida Atlantic University here at uh, Sunshine Meadows, uh, Equestrian Village in Delray Beach, Florida. Um, they're out there training every day, and uh, they're going to uh, the uh, uh, Wellington up to West uh, to run their series. We've got a bunch going up there this Saturday. If you go up there Saturday, uh, it's a great day to spend uh, with the horses. They've got good concessions. They've got booze. They've got uh, everything that you can name of. And then on Saturday night, um, they have entertainment and what they call Saturday night lights. Uh, which is really something good to go see, take the family to. Um, you don't have to know anything about horses because um, the Quest for Equine Gold programming that we have is all in the eye. Uh, it's about uh, seeing these magnificent horses um, go over jumps, uh, do your sides, go three-day eventing. Um, it's just amazing in what they do. And the program we have for that is second to none in the world. Um, you know, we show everything and every everybody from everywhere all across the world. So that's our Quest for Equine Gold show. And then uh, one of the things that, um, that a lot of people, uh, especially uh, the people, uh, you know, that are in the business and they're always looking to buy horses, we have a um, show called Last Call. And uh, it's live. We had uh, the Mid-Atlantic De- December mix in HORA uh, sale uh, on 12-7 at Fasic Tipton in Timonium, Maryland. And um, if you go to our website and click on there, you can see the results uh, of that sale that was on the 7th, um, which was uh, just two days ago, last Tuesday, and do that. Uh, and it's really good, good to see. Um, then we have uh, a quarter time. And what I like about quarter time is... Um, it, um, it it takes you behind the scenes and shows you what the real cowboy life was like uh, with all the different programs, their uh, their rodeos and um, their shows and their sales and everything. Uh, it's really a good program. In fact, uh, we're waiting right now for our new uh, programming to come in from uh, uh, AQHA to what they have so that we can get it up and show everybody what's going on there, uh, you know, for it. And then, you know, uh, the thing that gets me the most is the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics are just unbelievable. Um, you know, it's uh, horses from all over the world, and it's literally the best three horses uh, pretty much in each division, of like dressage or hunter-jumpers or... Uh, you know, um, whatever, you know, discipline you like, you know, they have it there. And uh, so this uh, this time we have a, a real good uh, meet, and uh, I like I this. I sit down and watch the whole thing twice over. It's uh, Tokyo 2020, the individual dressage. And um, it, it's a phenomenal uh, program to watch. It's real relaxing, and you can see how the horses dance to music. Uh, it's just unbelievable what they do and how they do it. You know, I just, uh, I'm just in, in awe uh, because dressage is not a um, uh, sport that uh, you know a horse takes to. It's not a natural gait for the horse. Uh, dressage is an acquired and taught lesson. Uh, Therefore, uh, uh, you know the horse, and it's interesting to see them go through the training program that gets them you know, to be in a top-notch, uh, you know, dressage horse in the world. Um, the, the French are really good at it. 
and when they choreograph their uh, when they choreograph their uh, shows for dressage, um, the music, the horses, they're all in sync, and it's just it's just unbelievable. It, it's a beautiful sport, and um, I think you really like it. You know, to to look at the uh, uh, program that we have, it's called Zero to Ten. And zero to ten is how they score the horses at the dressage event, uh, from going from zero to ten, ten being the best, zero being adequate. Uh, I would say, I'm not going to say bad, uh, I'll say it's adequate. And also, um, you know, we got a lot of different things there. And we're needing content. Uh, we're needing people to call us and let us know what they have and, you know, let us uh, help promote their business. And it's all free, uh, here on, uh, IEM. And uh, we we just want to get get that information out and help you build your business and uh, you know keep a running tab on where you're going and what you're doing and how you're doing. Uh, that's what we're trying to do uh, with that. And then the documentary that we have is going along very well. Uh, very pleased with how how it's set up. I'm very pleased with the interviews that we have. Uh, this will be broadcast in uh, the third week. In April, <laughs> excuse me, it'll be broadcast the third week in April, uh, nationally and internationally. Uh, it's a great documentary, and it tells you exactly how horses get to the 2022 Kentucky Derby. I know you get tired of me talking about how they get there, but it's a project that I started probably 20 years ago uh, trying to figure out uh, uh, what what I could do to uh, help the horse industry, and um, with the uh, uh, onset of uh, the internet and computers and everything, and it's kind of made it uh, uh, nice for me uh, to get it set up and get all the right uh, disciplines and the right uh, things that uh, people would like to know about uh, the horse industry. And that's one good thing about what we do here at IEN. You don't have to be horse savvy to uh, be interested in uh, in what we're doing. Uh, it's good entertainment, um, and it's also uh, good information to help uh, develop uh, horsemen and um, uh, across the world in the different products that we show, in the different training methods that we show, and um, the way horses travel from one place to the other. Uh, and, you know, we, we have a lot of good things like that, but um, how they get there, the 2020. Uh, to Kentucky Derby. Um, the journey starts with the owner. Uh, the owner is probably the most important part of the whole uh, shoot match. Uh, you, normally you would think it would be the trainer, the jockey, or, or the horse, but it's really the owner because the owner has a, a plan and has, a, has a, an agenda uh, to get a horse to the Kentucky Derby, and it's very detailed. It's uh, very tedious, and it takes a long time to go because you just can't just up and buy a horse and say, okay, I'm going to run in the derby. It takes a lot of preparation. And uh, so the owner goes through, and uh, whether it's a homebred, bred at his farm, or they purchase one, um, uh, the owner uh, starts the whole ball rolling. And um, once he gets, a, gets an idea about a horse or um, you know running in the Kentucky Derby and what he would like to do, uh, basically, what he he does next is he goes to his trainer, and uh, he tells his trainer uh, this is what he's wanting to do and how he's wanting to do it, and said he would really like to get to the Kentucky Derby. And he asked the trainer how they get there. How do they get there to the 2022 Kentucky Derby? And the trainer comes back and says, well, first of all, it starts with your decision to run in the Kentucky Derby. And secondly, it starts with the horse. And um, the trainer usually asks them if they have a horse or if they're going to buy a horse, if they bred a horse, uh, you know, what, what's their what's their goal? And a lot of the trainers um, go and buy horses at the sales and everything. And, of course, uh, the trainer goes along with the owner and they inspect the horse and they talk about the bloodlines and all the things that are involved with the uh you know, with the horse and uh, where he was bred. This is very important that, that I haven't talked about before. Um, but when the trainer and the owner go to look at a horse, uh, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, that go into this. And, and this is just one one little segment 
and shows you how long it could be. The thing that you want to do when you go to buy a horse is you, you want to know the bloodlines, uh, which is very important. Um, you know, how was he on the track? Uh, you might go back and look at videos of, of the sire uh, of your horse uh, on the track, how he ran, who trained him, where he ran at, how much money he made, how many uh, starts did he have at, uh, you know, uh, six furlongs, seven furlongs, mile, mile and a quarter. Those are very important things that uh, you have to look at when you go going to buy a horse. But probably the most important thing is, is you want to know where the horse was bred and what farm it came from. And then you want to look into their, their training program. How do they break the horses? And when I say break the horses, that means uh, get them under saddle, get them used to a saddle, get them used to galloping with a rider on their back, that type of thing. That's very, very key and very important uh, for a trainer and an owner to look at. And the reason being is, is how fast did they get that horse ready? If you see a horse that sells in the fall, um, you know, in one of the equine sales, and then all of a sudden you see he's ready to run into, uh, you know, two-year-old training to, uh, you know, February, March, you know, January, that type of thing. Uh, that means that they've accelerated the training program. I'm not saying that they cut corners, but they actually, you know, pushed the horse probably uh, to its limits, you know, to get him ready for uh, three-eighths of a mile at one of the uh, uh, two-year-old training sales. You know, so that, that's important to find out who broke him and where he was broke at. And then the second thing is is um, you want to find out who the trainer was at that time that was breaking him and uh, getting him ready for the, for the races. Uh, you can go back and kind of examine that trainer's uh, credentials and see where he was at and what he did. And same thing with the farms. You know, so that that's very important when you go to buy a horse. And then um, also... Uh, when you go to the sales, you take your trainer, and, and a lot of uh, owners will take a vet with them, um, you know, and uh, they'll go and they'll look at the horses at the sale and inspect them and watch them go through the ring. And it, it's interesting to see how they handle crowds um, when they go to the sales. Uh, you have people milling around the barns all the time, uh, you know, looking at horses. Uh, they're taking the horses in and out of their stalls for people to inspect them. Uh, you know, that type of thing. So it's very um, intense um, series that they go through at sales, and it's all part of the learning experience, you know, for the horses. Uh, you want to see how they act in the, in the sale ring uh, when they're parading around, uh, you know, to for people to look at them and to bid on. Um, is he nervous? Uh, is he sweating? Uh, how does he handle that? Uh, you know, that's, that's what you look at. Uh, you know, when, when you're going to the sales and, and everything, and it makes a big difference. And then um, back to, uh, you know, breaking the horse and everything that we were talking about, uh, you also want to find out if the horse has been uh, schooled and what they call schooling or teaching them to uh, ride on a, a, a truck, uh, an 18-wheel or a small truck, a big truck, uh, you know, that type of thing, um, because that's all part of the learning process. And uh, you want to make sure that you get uh, things of this matter taken care of early in their career because um, you don't want to have to have problems with them coming down the road and how they get to the 2022 Kentucky Derby, but not lying, but not loading and uh, riding on a, on a trailer real good. Um, that's very important because uh, a lot of times the trailer and the horse or flying a horse can be very traumatic for the horse. And um, it gets it gets into their mind. Um, they get nervous. They lose a lot of weight, uh, you know, going into the into the van and onto the plane. And you know, it's just something that's all different from them. It's something that they don't do every day. And you got to remember one thing: that you know, horses are creatures of habit. And the good the habits you put into them are the ones that they'll retain for the rest of their life. And so that's why it's important to get them schooled um, to trains and uh, planes and um, you know uh, trucks and uh, you know, the whole nine yards. You you don't want them to have to uh, you know work with a horse and get them all out of kilter on um, you know uh, equine transportation. Very very important. So as you can see, as we're going along through here, 
it's very important all the things that uh, they're doing, and, and you kind of build a team together. You start with your owner, trainer, and a blacksmith, and um, you know you go from there. And the blacksmith will come in, come in and tell you, um, you know, uh, this is the way I, the horse needs to be uh, shod or have the shoes put on. Um, this is the way they need to do it. And the reason they do that is because. A blacksmith comes in and he can see maybe the heels are too high on the horse and, uh, uh, you know, they got to lower them. Uh, they might need a turf shoe opposed to, uh, you know, regular shoe. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that uh, the blacksmith can do. And the blacksmith helps you with the health of the horse and the conditioning. The blacksmith can see things that you might not see. Uh, it could be swelling. It could be an inflammation or water retention, you know, in the legs. Uh, and, and you got to remember that, you know, the, sh- the shoes they walk on and how they travel across the track uh, affects the whole body of the horse. Uh, you know, you could have a shooting problem that's causing the horse to get sore in the shoulders or the hind end. Um, you know, there's just all kinds of things that uh, you can do with them. Uh, you can raise the heels and let uh, pressure off a tendon. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can do. So as you see, all these things going to the owner, uh, to the trainer, and ultimately it's the owner that decides, you know, what needs to be done. And nine times out of ten, the owners tell the blacksmith, do what you need to do. They tell the trainer, race the horse where you need to race him at, uh, you know, that type of thing. And, and so as we go along through um, the situation with the owner, actually at the beginning of the whole process, he's the guy that has to, has to get the game plan. And then he starts distributing it out uh, to the trainer, the blacksmith, the vet, the feed people, the sale people, you know, that type of thing. They they start He starts sending that out and still... Even though the pressure's on the owner, it's it's relieved a little bit because he knows there's somebody there taking care of the horse and doing what needs to be done, you know, and he doesn't have to follow up on them because they're professionals in what they do. And uh, at any given time, if there's an issue or a problem, um, the the trainer, uh, the feed people, the um, blacksmith, they can all go back to the owner and say, hey, look, you know, uh, your horse is, is losing a little bit of weight. Uh, you might want to change the feed on him, uh, you know, to, um, you know, help boost him up. Uh, or you might be gaining a lot of weight, so you might want to back off on the feed a little bit, you know, or change feed, you know, that, that type of thing. And that's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, the feed people and the blacksmith and the trainer take off the pressure off of the owner because he doesn't have to worry about that because he knows he's dealing with professional people and they're going to come to him when they need to. You know, that's very important in it, uh, you know, that they do. Um, and then again, like I said, now you go to the, to the sales, um, you know, there's so many things to look at. And if you go to our website, IENTV.org, and go to Equine Sales, you'll see behind the scenes at the Keeneland Sales, yearly sales, and it's brought to you by MyRaceHorse.com, where you can go and you can buy a horse from MyRaceHorse.com, and you can be uh, uh, into a syndicate for as little as $40. And uh, you're a horse owner, and you can follow your horse and go to the races and watch him race, but you might be in there with, uh, you know, 200 other people. But uh, they're very, very good at MyRaceHorse.com. It's a great concept, and it gets a lot of people involved in the business without having to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, to get into it and everything. But that's uh, a really, really good uh, segment we have there called Behind the Scenes at Keeneland, uh, the March, uh, the My Racehorse Yearling Sale. So uh, you take a look at that. And then, um, like we talked at at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the Derby prep races that are coming up. Uh, they're all very important, very strategic. And um, uh, the trainer and the owner, uh, the trainer sits down and he lays out a plan for the horse. And he says, Mr. Owner, this is where we're going to run from January to the Kentucky Derby. We want the Kentucky Derby to be our fifth or sixth race of the year. So these are the races that we're going to start running in. We'll start in January and then go right on through. 
And with thoroughbreds, you can run them about every four to five weeks, six weeks. Some some take six weeks, some take four. Some most most of them are five weeks. So you start planning out your races. Uh, you know what track do you want to go to? Uh, where are you going to be at? And, and the, the important part of that is is that um, it's very traumatic on a horse to race. Uh, it takes a lot out of them. It's like us running a marathon. Um, you know, you, you have to teach your body to recover. And that's what the trainers do with these horses that are running in these prep races. They're training their horse uh, to recover uh, his uh, uh, status that he was at before he ran in the race. Um, you know, and so once you get them on the program and doing that, which um, after they run, you adjust your feet, you check your feet, you do all kinds of things. You know, again, which the owner doesn't have to worry about because he's got professionals running, you know, training his horse. And then um, when you're on your road to the Kentucky Derby, uh, you, you got to have secondary plans. Uh, let's say you uh, run a race at uh, Oakland Park, and um, there's a, a full field of high-quality, high-end horses. And uh, you run your horse in it, and um, if he doesn't win, he runs second, third, or runs up the track. You got to uh, figure out how long it takes him going to take him to recover, uh, assess the situation, and then continue on with your planning. And uh, it might be one of uh, cases where you uh, run in a real tough race, um, you know, a high quality stakes race, and uh, he comes out of it mediocre, you know, or tired. Then you have to have that secondary plan. Where do I race him at again? You know, you certainly don't want to run him into, you know, uh, another big stake race, uh, you know, where it's going to deplete uh, everything that you put into him. Uh, because the horses can lose a lot of weight when they run. They can lose up to 100 pounds. Uh, you know, it's just phenomenal how uh, what a race takes out of them because you're looking at 1,200 pounds just uh you know, flying across the track, you know, for a mile and a half, mile and a quarter and everything. So, you know, that you have to have that secondary plan that still keeps you into the derby, you know, uh, light. Uh, and, and speaking of the prep races and everything, uh, they started these prep races and you've got a point system that you have to score X number of points to get into the Kentucky Derby. So those are that's another thing that comes into your training plan. How do I get my points? Where do I get my points? And how tough is it going to be to get those points to get into the Kentucky Derby? Because it's not going to do you any good if you go out and you run three big-time races, you know, and really push your horse to the limit in all three races. And, you know, well, yeah, sure, you got enough derby points, but what did that do to him as far as running in the derby is concerned? You know, you're looking at uh, one of the longest stretches in the country for a horse to run down, and he's got to run down it twice. And at, at Churchill, the saying is, it's the first time your horse runs down the stretch in the Kentucky Derby. Said um, uh, said uh, that that's your horse. And so the way your horse finishes up is the is the dam and the sire of your horse. Uh, that's who finishes up the race. Um, you know your 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 horse gets them to that second turn, and when they hit the head of the stretch, it's a mom and dad that that are running now. You know, and that's very important into, in you know, to your programming. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to the Derby press prep races. Uh, basically what it does is it feathers out a lot of horses and it gets the 20 top quality uh, thoroughbreds uh, in the world there to the Kentucky Derby. That's why the Derby point system uh, was developed. And then, uh, you know, you're looking on the first Saturday of May, um, you're setting up in the owner's box and you've got your trainer with you and your blacksmith and your vet and all the you know, family and all the important people, you know, that that are there uh, that have helped you along the way. And uh, the only thing you can do is just turn it over and to the jockey and uh, let the jockey do what he does best. And hopefully he will do whatever it takes to, you know, get the, you know, the horse uh, safe and sound to the finish line and be first. Um, you know, so that, that's that's how they get to the 2022 uh, Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, it's it's a tough road to go. A lot of hours, a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, you know, a lot of things. But then uh, you start getting up towards Churchill, and that ten days before the Kentucky Derby, 
uh, it's a time for uh, you can't let up on what you're doing. You still have to train and do all the things you do. But it gives you the opportunity to go out to some of the parties, to the balloon races and the boat races and, uh, you know, uh, to all the booths and the fairs and, and the craves they have. And, and also, you kind of get, get into the spirit of the derby. Um, you don't really unwind, but you, you can enjoy yourself. So that's the 2022 Kentucky Derby. And then um, we got a, a segment on our programming that we have. It's called USA, and it's about all the horses in the United States of America. I don't care what breed you are. I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. We would like to have you be a USA representative on INTV.org for at least a week. Uh, you know, and there's the sentence of everything about uh, what you have on there, and, and we'll go from there. Uh, right now, we have U.S. Equestrian, uh, the Olympic team, is on there. It's about three-day eventing, dressage, and show jumping and everything. So that gives you a little bit about what we're trying to do. We're trying to encapsulate every breed, all the breeds and everything. But go to that. It's uh, U.S. Equestrian, the Olympic team uh, for the 2021 uh, uh, team. And everything, and then we have our international segment on there, and, and um, a lot of our international programming uh, runs through Australia and Europe, uh, some through uh, South America, but mostly Australia and Europe, and everything. And this week we had um, uh, the golf sales, uh, the thoroughbred sales from uh, Australia, and uh, it, it was really a good sales. You get to see a, a lot about them. And, Get a lot of good interviews from the Australian equestrian industry and really makes it nice. And unfortunately, the way the hemisphere is set up, um, we don't get very many horses from Australia running here in the United States and vice versa. We don't get a lot of horses to go to uh, Australia to run. Uh, basically, the horses that come and go from Australia are for breeding purposes. And um, that's what they try to do is get a little bit different blood into the Australian industry and same here in the United States, you know, kind of um, uh, see uh, taking a big gamble, but see what they can do with it, you know. But like I said, it's the hemisphere thing that's really uh, stopped a lot of that. And then um, and that's our international segments. Uh, we have all breeds, all sales. We have a little bit of everything there, uh, you know, with that. And, and then we go to our, our international equine report is what we're doing today is we're trying to promote our industry uh, and the equine industry. We're trying to um, get people to uh, call us and let us know what's going on with them, where they're at, what they're doing, how they're doing it, uh, you know, and what their goals and their mission statement is. That's our international equine report that comes on every Thursday at 1 o'clock. And uh, you guys got to bail me out. Oh, boy, you got to bail me out because I got to talk for an hour, and that's tough to do. You know, here, I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to call in and tell us all about them. Let them take take the uh, old microphone over and, and uh, see what we're doing and everything. And I think maybe I got about, I'd say, three or four viewer uh, listeners out there. And uh, maybe we get some video in here on a weekly basis, and we might get seven or eight people to listen to us and tune in to it. But the whole point is, is that we're trying to make is we're trying to promote the equine industry uh, here in the United States and internationally. Uh, you know, we're trying to bring it into a level where you don't have to be an skilled expert in the equine industry to watch our program. Uh, for example, like our movie. Uh, our movie fits all ages, uh, all all uh, countries. Uh, you know, it, it's something good for them to, uh, you know, come and spend an hour and a half. You know, on a rainy day or a day when you got nothing to do. You know, uh, we all have those kind of days, and you can come here and you can watch a new movie every week, and uh, just you know, kind of enjoy yourself is what we're trying to do. And then um, one of the things that and I want to talk to you here real quick uh, about uh, what we do in the equine industry. There's a lot of things that we have to do when we're on the road or at shows or at the farm or what have you. And there are things that you cannot get out of. These are things that you have to do and you can incorporate it into your horse programming 
other than the fact that you're going to take an hour off to do whatever you need to do. And the reason I say an hour is because when you come to our website and you see what I'm getting ready to tell you about, you're going to find out how easy, how easy and you can get things done. And it, 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 it takes care of the farm. It takes care of the horses. It takes care of uh, the employees. It takes care of everything. And, and the thing that the, that uh, I start off with is whenever you're in the horse business, you have to worry about air transportation and auto transportation and hotels. Okay? We partnered up with kayak.com, uh, and they can take you to anywhere in the world they can take talk about uh, and, and get you set up for hotels, cars, uh, air travel, you name it, they do it. They, they do the whole nine yards, and it's like what we do here at IEN. We do everything. We do everything in the horse industry. Kayak does the same thing, but it helps you when you can go to one-stop shop, and uh, you go in and you can rent a car to wherever you're going. You can rent, get a hotel. Uh, you know, you could do whatever you need to do and, and go from there. And, and having said that about air and auto and transportation and hotels, the next thing you need to, how are you going to pay for it? Well, we have a link that partnered up with the Bank of America to get you right to them. You go to, to, uh, to, um, uh, bankofamerica.com. And they can tell you where they have facilities, uh, offices at, where the, uh, you know what countries they're in. Um, they can tell you where the local ATM is. Uh, they can tell where your local bank is. They can connect you with the right people to get you in uh, the process of the financial dealings of the horse industry. That's bankofamerica.com. And then after you got money, you got your hotels and your car set up. You need to know a key factor, weatherchannel.com. What's the weather like when, when I go to the bank or to go to kayak? They go anywhere in the world, go to weather, uh, weatherchannel.com. we got a link on our website here, and it'll tell you what the weather's going to be for whatever show, sale, race, you know, and you can get uh, the... Uh, right now, weather, you can get uh, the week weather, you can get 10-day forecast. And that's very important to the horseman to know what kind of weather conditions you're going to be going through. And then um, one of the things, uh, uh, last things that we're talking about here, we got an equine overnight stabling. Uh, you know, if, we, if we're going to put something up there to, uh, you know, to uh, help the horse owner, help the trainer get in, uh, you know, get into a hotel, well, you got to think about your horse. And so we partnered up with horsemotel.com. You go to their link and they'll tell you where you can uh, stable your horse anywhere in the world. Uh, They also have information uh, about uh, veterinarian, transportation, um, repairs on your vehicles. Uh, You know, you go to them, they'll take care of you there. That's at uh, horsemotel.com. And then um, uh, we got MapQuest. Uh, MapQuest is... uh, take you anywhere in the world. And what I like about MapQuest is you can get on there and you can find out if those roads are accessible for um, horse trailers or trucks. Uh, you know, that that's important. You don't know how many times I've got out on a wild goose chase to get to a farm and, you know, you get there and there's a, a, an overpass or a trestle or a bridge that, you know, you're not allowed to go on and you end up going 30, 40 miles out of your way. And, uh, you know, so that that's important whenever you're going anywhere. Uh, you know, you get onto that map quest. And the thing I like about it, it tells you about restaurants and hotels and gas and get directions. And, you know, it's all right there, you know, for you. You can get a map uh, printed out uh, exactly where you're going, and, and it really helps. And then the last thing that I'm talking about, in which nobody calls, nobody's called us, uh, it's, uh, it's called uh, ship.com, S-H-I-P-S-H-I-P-T.com. Uh, you can get groceries. You can get uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, you can get uh, any and everything from stores like Target, Walmart, uh, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores. Uh, like down here, we have Publix and Winn-Dixie. Uh, up north, it's Kroger and 
uh, wall bombs and places like that. So you can get shop right, stop and shop. Uh, you know, you can go there. All you got to do is put your zip code in, and it'll tell you what stores are available. And what I like about it, it's $99 a year, which we give away. Uh, we didn't give away one today, but we will hopefully eventually. But it's $99 a year, and um, you can order every day from ship.com, providing you spend $35 or more. And $35 is the minimum, and that's not hard to do in the grocery stores today. And they deliver it to your house within an hour uh, of your request. And uh, they can deliver it to the farm. They can deliver it to the racetrack. They can deliver it to the showgrounds, the airport, you name it, they'll deliver it to you. So that's it for us uh, today on International Equine Report. Uh, give us a call uh, anytime at 561-466-1272, and we'll answer your questions. And there's so many things that I could end it with. May the horse be with you. Uh, get along, little doggy. Uh, see you next week I think is the best thing and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show today and look forward to hearing from you this is Scott Miller from the International Equine Network in Delray Beach, Florida